Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey friends, how are you on this fine day? It is Kate Warman, your host here, and I just want to start off today with a fun announcement. I have been so psyched to share this with you guys. So we have been working and brainstorming for a while on how to better serve the epic dudes in our Heart of Dating community, while also simultaneously trying to get more single dudes just into the know of what we're doing here at Heart of Dating. So men in our community, listen up, get ready, because today I want to announce the free five-day Get the Girl Challenge. That's right. It's a free challenge, you guys. So have you ever gone on a first date and it didn't turn into a second date? Have you ever been stuck in the dreaded friend zone, didn't know how to get out? Have you ever wondered why girls don't really like you that much? Have you ever felt crippled by rejection and just can't seem to make a move? Have you had no idea how to talk to a woman, especially the girl that you like? Guys, it is time to break all of this and get the girl. The Get the Girl Challenge is designed for you to see direct results as a man when it comes to dating. And the best part, it is free. Ladies listening, this is also for your benefit as well, okay? Because I hear women complaining all the time that guys just never make a move or that there's no good dudes out there. Or maybe you also are super confused with the dude's intentions. So ladies, if you want men to step up and ask you out, I want to encourage you to share this challenge with them. Now, I'm not saying just ask the guy you have a crush on, but send this, the Get the Girl Challenge, to single dudes in your life. Let's pay it forward because collectively, the more dudes we get in this challenge, the more we can serve you ladies and get you on dates with the guys. So this challenge starts October 19th through October 23rd. Registration is open now. Again, it's completely free and you can go to getthegirlchallenge.com to sign up. By the way, we have epic speakers from Jamal Miller to Sam Collier to Ethan Reno to J.D. Rogers to even the epic Carrie Lloyd. Y'all, it is going to be so good. You don't want to miss this. Go to getthegirlchallenge.com. Hey guys, real quick before we get into this episode, I want to share with you, you know, we're in a time of chaos and confusion and brokenness, grief, all the things. And honestly, there are some daily comforts that just make you grateful and feel more grounded in life. Things like petting your dog, hitting the snooze button, and even that first cup of coffee. Thank you, Lord, and amen. Now, these things are things that you can count on every day to help get you where you want to go. It creates a sense of normalcy. But you know what also carries me personally through the day? 
things that are short and sweet that lift my eyes to Jesus. Things like the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide. You can count on the Upper Room for daily inspiration, daily community, and daily prayer. It is the only daily devotional magazine written by readers, ordinary people, people who have encountered God in daily real life situations. The Upper Room is here for you every day through your email, a custom app, or printed magazine. You can enjoy a free 30-day trial of their email or their app service by visiting upperroom.org forward slash welcome. It's upper U-P-P-E-R-R-O-O-M dot org forward slash welcome to get a 30-day free trial. All right, friends, man, I am so excited about today's episode. Today, we're talking about how to hold space for other people's brokenness. And I'm so thrilled because I got to invite the ever so talented Antoine Bradford onto the show to talk about this topic today. And man, he is just so lovable and so real, you guys. Antoine Bradford is an independent singer-songwriter from Southern California. Growing up in the black church, he finds himself still heavily influenced by gospel and soul. Since becoming a Christian, Antoine has fused together his artistry and his gospel-centered vision to create a unique sound in Christian music today. Not quite R&B, not quite gospel, his music, though unlabeled, has been a unique and fresh sound that everyone didn't even know they needed. Antoine's latest EP releases, Even in the Dark and Dear Struggling Christian, were both birthed from a place of seeing a lack of honesty about being a Christian and still struggling with things like sin, doubt, anxiety, and depression. Antoine's desire is to make honest music to inspire others into an honest lifestyle that deals with these struggles with a message of hope in Jesus Christ. You guys are going to love his music, so go ahead and follow him on Spotify, Apple Music, and on all social media platforms at Antoine B. Music. So today, you guys, Antoine shares his story, some of which includes infidelity and dealing with a season of grief, and how in the midst of all of that, he actually did meet his current wife, Sienna. We talk about how there is a stigma that as Christians, we have to be perfectly arrived in our journey or have it all together and that it's not okay for us to still be healing, which just is a myth. So Antoine today shares what he learned from his journey and meeting his wife in a season of brokenness. I truly believe we have to do a better job at holding space for other people's brokenness. So I can't wait for y'all to hear this episode with the lovely Antoine Bradford. Antoine Bradford, hey, welcome to Heart of Dating. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing doing well. I'm doing very well. Yeah, good. Well, I'm so excited, friend. I've just we've connected now a handful of times just over the internet and now over the phone. And I've been really excited about this conversation today. And so for the people who are listening, all of our Heart of Dating peeps, would you share who you are, what you're passionate about, and you're a super talented man, so I want them to know that and come and check out what you're doing. <laughs> wow, thank you. Thank you so much. My name is Antoine Bradford. I am a singer-songwriter. I'm passionate about that, obviously. Um, I've been doing music probably all of my life. I have music out on Spotify and all those those cool places and stuff. And I'm also married, married to my beautiful wife, Sienna. We've been married almost four years. Yeah. It'll be four years in January. I'm passionate about 
that and basketball and anime and all that other cool stuff. <laughs> I love all the random details. We need to know it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basketball, anime, all the things. I'm passionate about Disneyland. So RIP, it is still closed as of oh, this moment. Goodness. I get it. No, I get it. But I am just like sad about it. I have literally sat in front of the gates and mourned the fact that they are closed. Like this is oh, like a gosh. real deal, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. My goodness. But Antoine, so I'm really excited to dive in. Today, we're kind of having a conversation based on what we talked about before, just, you know, talking about how to hold space for other people's brokenness. And right now we're in a season where I think that so many people are grieving and feeling a weight of so many things. Maybe they're lost with where they're going in their life. Maybe they're dealing with grief. Maybe they lost someone in COVID. Maybe they are just grieving. Maybe they went through a heartbreak. Maybe they are just feeling the weight of being alone also brings up a lot of stuff. You know, it's like all the things you push down, suddenly you can't push them down that much anymore. Like you're like, oh, wow. Like this whole thing I've been avoiding is now so stark in my face. And so I know that there's a lot of just this feeling and this weight of, I feel a bit broken. I feel confused. I feel lost. And so that's what we're talking about today. Are you ready yeah. for that conversation? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm on my A game right now. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, <laughs> you know, I think I'd love, cause you shared with me some of your story. And so I know that you went through a difficult season a few years ago. And so would you share a bit about you know, that season, I know it was any from spanning from infidelity to grief. And I just, if you're willing, I would love to just hear a bit about some of the defining moments in that season. Yeah. Yeah. So I think around, I think it was like 20, the end of 2011 and 2012, I got into a relationship after being um, single for about like four, four years. I got saved and I, I kind of committed this. Yeah. That, that, period of time to the Lord of of singleness and just waiting and trying to be as focused and my heart set on the Lord as much as possible. And so around, yeah, around 2011, I kind of started to desire a relationship. Um, A lot of my friends were getting in relationships. And so I kind of longed for what it would be like to have a Christian relationship, what it would be like to, you know, date someone who's a believer, because prior, all of my my girlfriends were unbelievers. I was unsaved. And so that was the only experience that I had in terms of relationships. And so I'm scrolling on Facebook one day and there's like a conversation one of my friends is having on their status. And I see this girl and we <laughs> add each other. <laughs> um, yes. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> that, is, that is the world of dating right now. Online. Oh my gosh. You're speaking is... to everyone. We're like, I'm like, <laughs> come on y'all. Social media dating. It's how yep. we're going to do it. Digital dating yep. right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is the new wave. Right. Yes. Um, and so that's how we met and we started talking in messages on Facebook. And then that eventually led to sharing numbers. And then we just kind of like talked and kind of build a relationship from there. And in that season, I was, I would definitely like categorize myself as being lonely. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I wasn't coming toward the the relationship from like a healthy place or a secure mm-hmm. place. I was coming from like, oh my gosh, I need a girlfriend. I need a fiance. I need a wife. I need, you know, like I need these things. That was kind of like my framework and my mindset going into this relationship. And it kind of, it kind of caused me to like throw out a lot of wisdom in regards to to pursuing that relationship, because I look back on it and obviously you can't, 
judge someone's salvation. You can't be like, oh, you're not saved, you know, right. kind of thing. But you can see fruits, right? Yes. And, you know, the Bible tells us to, you know, to judge by fruit. And yeah. so I can def- definitely looking back, I can see that there there weren't really any fruits of, you know, like someone who loves Jesus. Like it was, she, she knew Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Like she knew all the, the Christianese lingo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you Easy know, to pick like, that up, you know, we're all yeah. saying it, but it's yeah. walking it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like she, she had all the lingo or whatever, but you know, I kind of knew even then like that, you know, this was somebody who was kind of like, not really serious about the Lord. And so before we started dating, I like sent her all the John Piper sermons I could find and Matt Chandler and mm-hmm. preached the gospel to her like <laughs> every night before I went oh to gosh, sleep right. to make sure she said the sinner's prayer and <laughs> like all that oh, stuff. My gosh. I think they call it missionary dating. Like I yeah, think that's you're what like, I was doing. But, but maybe, <laughs> like, but maybe, right? <laughs> yeah, but maybe, maybe I can change her. Maybe the Lord is going to use me to save her, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so I did, I did all of those things and, um, it eventually led to us getting together and we were together for like two years, I believe. When I tell you, like, before we got together, you know, like I'm, I'm an artist, I'm doing music, um, writing songs. As soon as we got together, like that kind of dried up, like, Mm, All of my creativity went away and I wouldn't necessarily say it was her fault, but I think that because I was in such an unhealthy place pursuing this relationship, I don't know, it, it kind of dominoed into to those effects in, in like my creativity, um, my seeking the Lord, like my joy, like, mind you, I was, I was happy with her, but not fully happy. It was just this weird mix of emotions uh being with her and so yeah we dated for like two years and it was definitely like unhealthy yeah it kind of came to a head like we started arguing a lot the end of 2012 early 2013 like we started arguing a lot and fighting and I think one day I was like I was on her Facebook or something and I saw some messages she was sending to like uh, like a mutual friend of ours, I was like, what? Like, you know, like, I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Um, wait, you guys were hanging out. I didn't know that. Like, you know, like, and yeah. to kind of backtrack, like she kind of, like they didn't date, but they kind of talked a little bit before we got together. Mm, interesting. My, you know, my flags went up. I was like, wait, you guys hung out and I didn't even know it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it became like this big thing. And she was trying to be like, well, you know, just trying to mm. spin the story kind of thing. and. So that kind of snowballed into us kind of taking a break. I think we did a month fast from each other. Like, wow, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. and when I tell you, oh my goodness, like I like we both took the you know the fast from each other. We didn't talk. We didn't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I wrote like five or six songs in Etsy. <laughs> like it was wow, weird. It was wow. like, yeah, you got it back. As, we, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as we kind of like separated, like my creativity came back. I was hanging out with friends. I was like chilling with my boys. I was like, I felt so free, so like alive. I don't know, yeah. so happy, like like alive. Um, and so we, after the one month was uh, of our fasting was done, um, we we like you know talked again, and and while I was like fasting and seeking the Lord and writing music, I, like come to find out, she was hanging out with that guy again. Wow. Yeah. During that 
that fast. And so I'm like, what, <laughs> like what right. in the world? Like by this time we're engaged, right? Like we're, wow. Um, oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like tripping. I didn't even go into that part. Like, so. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. So you were engaged. Okay. Wait a yes, second. There yes. So backtrack to, I think it was around December, 2012. Mm-hmm. The relationship was still, it was okay. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like uh, the healthiest, but it wasn't to mm-hmm. the point to where it eventually got to. I was trying to baptize my my decisions. <laughs> oh my I was gosh. trying to, <laughs> I was trying to, to fully commit. Like mm-hmm. even though I knew in internally, like okay, this relationship isn't the, the ideal. I'm just like one of those people. Like I'm very stubborn. I kind of when I commit, I commit, even if it's unhealthy. Oh my gosh! Right. And so, Whoopsie. Um, yeah, I was trying to to just be like, okay, I can like, I can like, I can make this relationship better, you know, like yeah. in marriage, I can lead her, I can, you know, do all these things. And so I proposed to her and wow. she said yes. And we were engaged for, I would say about eight months. Wow. But yeah, it was during that time that she was unfaithful twice. So after we got engaged, she was unfaithful. Wow, twice wow yeah after our fast we got back together and she told me who she was hanging out with um the guy and all these different things and so we we mutually agreed to to break up like and it was like it took probably like a month and a half for that to actually take effect because i think she thought that i was bluffing right but i was like by that time i was like okay one you're unfaithful and I, I forgive you. Like we try to move past it and then you're, you do it again. Like that's a no, like that is an absolute no. And we're not married. So it's like, I have no covenant with you. I have no like, like full like commitment to you. So it's like, I'm not obligated to, you know, deal with this. Um, And so, yeah, it took about like a month and a half for us to actually fully like break up, break up. And yeah, needless to say that that relationship definitely left a scar on my heart, um, definitely left some insecurities, some trust issues, some just like brokenness. From 2013 on, I was single again. Like, I mean, I just got out of, you know, being engaged to somebody. I'm definitely not going to, you know, just like go, go into another relationship right, because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm rebounding off of, you know, the the pain and the betrayal from that. But needless to say, like loneliness starts to kick in again and I start liking or having like those, you know, you talk to girls or whatever. And it was just like the same story again, not not unfaithfulness, but just just the story of like my heart just being broken, um, giving giving a lot of myself. And mind you, I'm not trying to paint myself as like you know, like (laughs) this goody, like perfect guy. Like obviously I have my baggage, my brokenness, I'm a sinner, you know? And so, but just in terms of the relationships, a lot of the, a lot of the times, like I received the short end of the stick in, in terms of like the, the heartbreak. And so that happened throughout the end of 2013, throughout 2014. It just, I don't know, like the Lord was still kind of like weaning me off of, you know, that relationship off of my engagement and life started to kind of, you know, piece back together little by little. 
And the, and what you're saying is so normal. I'll just say like when we are going through grief and we're dealing with like there is space for our brokenness and we have to also know what our limits are because it's easy as a numbing mechanism almost to like yeah. say I'm still I haven't faced enough of it. I'm going into a relationship with expectation of feeling this like a hole in my heart filled. I have done this many a times, you know? And so it's like there I know we'll get more into the story of with Sienna, but like, you know, it doesn't mean we have to be at a specific certain perfect place, but we do have to do inventory on our hearts to say like, you know, is this loneliness causing me to date because I feel like it's my only option because I feel like I have to fill a void. And that's where I think we have to just be real with ourselves, you know, because I don't think that we'll reach a level of being perfect in our healing or a brokenness per se, but we do have to take stock of like, hey, are you are you wrestling well? You know, mm-hmm, are you holding mm-hmm. space for the potential and the unknown and grieving? You know, but what are you putting your uh, what are you putting your identity in and how and what are you looking for from other people that maybe you need to be getting from God? So that's mm-hmm. my my little spiel right there. Just answering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that is totally right. Like as human beings, like we 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 do go through those uh, we have to process those emotions. We have to do the hard work of, like you said, wrestling with those emotions. Yeah, like, yeah. I think so many of our our problems stem from us not dealing with with what what has happened to us. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think when when we talked on the phone, yeah. I kind of said that like we are made up of, you know, our experiences. They they mm-hmm. shape who we are. Yeah. You know, and so those breakups or those losses or whatever it is are, are fundamental events in, in your life that, that that shape you who you are, you know? And so we have to deal with those things. And so something else happened. Let us into what happened after that. Yeah. Toward the, tw- the tail end of like 2014, like life is starting to, um, you know, get back together. And around 20, the early 2015, my dad initially they said it was pneumonia like he he had got really really sick and like my dad was like six to like two two eighty three hundred pounds just buff you know like he was like wow, a yeah. big bear you know like I had like my entire life I had only seen him in the hospital probably like like two or three times mm-hmm. you know like it was he was wow. just like invincible to me you know kind of thing and so yeah his health started to deteriorate and, you know, they diagnosed him with congestive heart failure. And I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm like, what wow. in the world is happening? And so in the midst of this, I actually like moved out of my my house. Um, I was like 24 at the time and I moved to a Bible college campus and I'm starting to like spread my wings of living on my own, you know, away from my parents. And my dad, he was on his way to LA and um, he had a heart attack. Yeah, he he died, and that, mm. needless to say, shook. <laughs> yeah, shook oh, my yeah. entire core. Like mm. it just those are events that, right? You know, they're gonna happen. Like obviously, like this is you know the life that we live in is broken. We we all are gonna experience loss, and mm. um, but you're just you're just never prepared for that. And yeah. so you know, my dad, his name was Antoine. You know, like oh, we like sweet. he yeah. named me and two of my other brothers after him and so <laughs> oh well you know like it's just like my dad was you know like my best friend like he was mm. you know um the person that I could talk to about anything and everything mm. and 
um, to lose him. Um, it's such a like a new season, just getting off of that breakup, entering like living on my own. It, it just was like, it was just a whirlwind of emotions. And so, yeah. you know, I'm living up here at the Bible college now. I have friends that I thought like were close. <laughs> During that season, I was like working in the coffee shop and you just like, like I said, you're never prepared for that type of, of event. And yeah, so wow. like all types of emotions happen. Like, yeah. you know, I would be randomly like, you know, working in the coffee shop, making someone's drink and I'll start crying, mm. you know, like, and just like, it just, and I have to leave work, you know, or I'll just be happy playing, you know, like hanging out with friends and just like, yeah, be hit with all these t- different type of emotions, like dreams and, you know, all these different things. The grief comes in so many ways. And that's a good thing, I think, to be able to allow the space for that. It's not bad. I think a lot of us feel like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? Like, I can't. But grief is literally like in your body. What I've experienced is like it's in your body. It needs to come out. Otherwise, it will stay stuck and it will affect you for years on end. If you don't let it out, allow yourself to feel the feels. Like you have to feel the pain to heal the pain is always what I say. And you got to, and it, but it also comes at inopportune moments where you're like, wait a second, I was happy two seconds ago. What is going yeah. on? You know, like, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Learning yeah. to, learning to lean into that. Like, you know, cause for the most part, I know for me, like I try to run away from like yeah. uncomfortable things. Right. And so I, I don't think learn. you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to learn to lean into that. Like I am sad. I yeah. am crying my eyes out right now and I am going to cry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so we, we like to have control and we want that control. We're like, no, no, no grief. Hello. This is for later at home when I'm yeah. privately in my bed, like stop, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but that's just not <laughs> how this works. You know, we yeah. couldn't control a breakup. We couldn't control a death. Like we don't have control of those things, especially if someone's yeah. breaking up with us, you know, but yeah. We, and with grief, it just keeps, it's the wave is coming in and you're like, all right, either I fight it or I just ride it at the moment, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's like, it's coming no matter what, but it's, Absolutely. it's so hard when we feel, it almost can make us feel even more broken and almost ashamed sometimes. Like when we are experiencing those moments, cause we're like, what's wrong with me? I've talked to so many people that like months after a breakup or something, losing something, they're like, I'm still grieving a bit. Like I still have days. I'm like, that's okay. Like, yeah. don't be mad at yourself for, don't shame yourself for like needing to have it all together. You know? Yeah. Like, no, absolutely. Yeah. That is, that is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, you know, five years and I still, <laughs> I still find myself grieving, you know, like those are, you know, those are things that you, you never kind of, you, you heal, but it's like, you know, like it, it leaves a scar. It leaves it leaves a reminder, you know, like the the spot is going to always kind of be tender a little bit. And so during that during that season, um, a lot of people around me were, you know, like the, the name of this podcast is, you know, leaving holding space for other people's brokenness. Um, and a lot of people around me didn't really do that. You know, I had just moved here. And so I had made friends and, you know, a community I thought that would, you know, help me through, you know, this process. Obviously, I'm living at a Bible college campus around Christians. Like, wouldn't they, you know, wouldn't they be the the most encouraging and safe place to be around? And that wasn't necessarily the case. A lot of people were were kind of annoyed, you know, like annoyed at, at my my inconsistencies and my, you know, emotional breakdowns. And 
just like how I wasn't functioning, you know, as, you know, like as I was when I first came here, you know, like, Man. you know, I heard somebody say like, oh, I miss the old Antoine. Like, what? Oh. you know, like, oh, you know, like things, things, hard. things of that nature, you know, just kind of compound. <laughs> the grief it's so compound. interesting, though, just on that moment, it's like the old Antoine's not coming back, but the new yeah. one, can you be excited for the new one and what God's doing within me? Because I think we never are the same after grief or heartbreak. I, I think we, we have two directions we can go, we can wallow, which means we, we get stuck, you know, and we, we don't move forward and we, we become for the worse. We've changed, but maybe not for the better, or we feel the pain to heal the pain and we press into it and we allow the grief and we accept it. We kind of partner with it to say, all right, you are here and I see you. So, all right, we're going to do this. I hate you kind of at times, but we're going to do this, you know? <laughs> and I mean, that's yeah. real, but it, it changes you. You have new perspective on life. Mm-hmm. And I find that in the deepest sadness, you then can also experience the greatest joy because you've experienced the deepest sadness. So I'm like, wait a second to that friend or to anybody who thinks that it's like, no, I'm not the same, but that's good. And I need yeah. you to be okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like any anybody who thinks that you're going to be the or that you're the same person that you were like five, you know, 10 years ago, like, you know, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Life doesn't work that way. You know, um, there's like this really cool quote by uh, Tim Keller in his book, The Meaning of Marriage. And he said, he said, my wife has been married to five different people. And all of them have been me. <laughs> yes, I know exactly you know? <laughs> what you're talking about. Yes. You know, because we we change through life. Yes. Like you you see, like you're you're the Antoine that just went through losing your dad and then yes. that just got married and just had a kid and just had this promotion in your job, you know. And it's just like life is is constantly shaping and molding us, you know, and thankfully because we have Jesus, like we're we're being shaped and molded um into his image, into his likeness. And so yeah, needless to say, like that season was it was a hard season. I look back on it and, and I know the Lord, like I see the Lord's faithfulness. Um, but I definitely I mean, you know, in, in Christian circles, you see or you hear a lot of, you know, when people go through grief, like they're immediately in their Bible every day and they're praying and they're like, you know, like that's <laughs> what you see. Right. Right. Um, that wasn't me. <laughs> I was I was definitely trying to grapple with this. Um, you know, I, w- I would definitely read my Bible and pray, but I, that wasn't always the first option. You know, I would try to drown my my grief in, in other things. Hey friends, so I want to take a quick break today in our incredible conversation to share with you about our amazing sponsor for this episode. And something you should know is that I really only agree to sponsorships with brands and businesses that, first of all, I just really love and believe in, and then second of all, that I actually think will be really helpful for you. So that being said, today's podcast is brought to you by Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a faith-based online therapy network that is a part of the larger BetterHelp community. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you've probably picked up on the fact that I am a huge fan of therapy personally, especially in our singleness and dating seasons. Let's work on all these things before marriage, okay? But not only that, I especially love therapy that incorporates Christian principles, prayer, and spiritual practices. 
Through faithful counseling, getting connected with an affordable Christian therapist is so easy. All you guys have to do is fill out a form about yourself and your needs, and faithful counseling will connect you to a fellow believer within their network of licensed professional counselors. Once you are quickly connected to a therapist, you can start communicating in under 24 hours. You can log into your account at any time and send your therapist a message and get really timely and thoughtful responses back. You can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions and do all of it from the comfort of your home. And might I add, in your most comfy attire, winning. Now I've been doing therapy virtually for over a year now and I just love it. Now another benefit of using Faithful Counseling is that there is such a broad range of expertise in the Faithful Counselor Network that may not be locally available wherever you live. So that's another great perk about Faithful Counseling. And then the last cherry on top is that a lot of people don't do therapy because of the cost, but Faithful Counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So guys, if you've been looking to try out therapy, but you're like one of these excuses, it's too costly, you haven't found the right person, or you don't want to go to the office, I want you to consider trying Faithful Counseling. And for Heart of Dating listeners, today you can get 10% off your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash heart of dating. All right, guys, that's it for now. Now back to the episode. So as you're grieving, you're, you're finding that their friends aren't holding that much space for you. And we don't, we don't condemn them for that, but this is, this is the truth that a lot of people don't know to hold space for other people's brokenness. And the fact that like, it's okay to not be okay. And in the church, like, we don't always have to cloak every sentence with, but God is good because, I mean, sure, God is good. I mean, we may know that, but it's okay if some seasons were like, I'm re- I don't see the goodness right now. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. It, it, there's a hope, potentially I will, for sure. But right now I, I'm not really seeing it. I'm just wrestling with the grief, you know, and we're okay to, it's okay to be like, yeah, I, it's not okay right now. But I'm letting, I'm feeling the feels. We're doing it, you know? And and I think that that's a learning. I think we're experiencing that more and more. I think people mm-hmm. are becoming more aware of that. But I want to say that. And I want to then transition to talking about how you then met, met Sienna and the difference when you met her. But I think in dating, we are so worried when somebody tells us like of some brokenness in their past, like whether it's abuse or a family member or somebody close to them dying or that they had parents that were tumultuous like and divorced or whatever, or they have a sexual past, whatever it is. You know, I think we see it and we're like, oh, I don't know. Like how much is this going to come up? You know? And, and I get that. I get the thought, but I also believe Again, we're not the same people. I, be, I, I, and I'm not saying this for anybody listening that like condemning you, but rather I believe that people who have truly been through deep pain and come out the other side are, have more development in the character of Christ in ways because they have been able to, I mean, that was the life of Jesus. That was the life of so many people in the Bible. It was never, Hey, you just get this perfect family and then you have an, you're amazing at school and then you get any girl you want or any guy you want. And, you know, and then you stay 
pure till marriage and then you have amazing marriage. Like that wasn't people's stories in the Bible. It was like, <laughs> and and if that is your story, like all the power to you. However, yeah. there is something beautiful. God used the pain throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. We look at Job, mm-hmm. we look at Paul, we look at David, we look at so many examples. I mean, Joseph, oh my gosh, we go back into the Old Testament, Joseph, 100%. Like he was abandoned by his family, literally, you know, and but God used all of that terrible pain to glorify mm. him. And I mean, Job, I think, is the number one example. It's like, and still he was like, Lord, this sucks, but I'm not going to forsake your name. Yeah, but again, yeah. it's like God used all of that to say, but like, do you really trust me? Will you go through this with me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was through that that they developed their character, developed their faithfulness, developed their love for themselves and for God and, and like put them on fire to carry out God's mission. So I believe that brokenness can be our best superpower. <laughs> now that I've preached at you, you met your wife, Sienna, in this time. So let, what what happened there? Yeah, around that same time, my wife, Sienna, she was, she was a student here at the Bible college and she was working in the coffee shop. And when we met, she had a boyfriend. I actually liked her, one of her good friends, um, so we were, we were not definitely not checking for each other then, you know, yeah. like we were just, we were just, hi, how are you kind of acquaintances? Right. Things didn't, didn't work out with her friend. She actually was like in the middle of a breakup with her boyfriend <laughs> around the same time. Oh, wow. And so that kind of just dissolved and, um, immediate, immediately, immediately people were like, I mean, obviously at a Bible college, people automatically are like, <laughs> you know, break. trying to get me. Yeah, trying to trying to uh, matchmake and get married and all that good stuff. Um, and so immediately all of all of our friends were like, you guys should get together. Oh, my gosh. Like, you guys would be perfect for each other. And so that just kind of like made our friendship harder to happen because we we were like anytime we were seen hanging out together, people were like, ooh, like, oh, I knew it. Like, you know, and it's just yes. that just kind of put an extra layer of pressure over <laughs> Us even just trying to right. be friends. Yeah. And mind you, I just lost my dad. So I'm like already having like these tumultuous like emotions happening. So it's yeah. like, you know, that just was 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 a hard place to be in. But we we became friends. We we had a, a, a weird, complicated friendship. We would talk for like three hours about like theology and scripture and Jesus and uh, life things and then the next day we would pass each other and just like barely wave you know oh it was just, my gosh that's, <laughs> was, oh wow this is how was, christians do it and we, we're yeah. a little bit weird in ways sometimes right like i <laughs> yeah. mean not to call you out Antoine, because y'all yeah. ended up together this all worked out right but that is so funny like we're a little bit weird sometimes like i just bared yeah. my soul to you oh hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> yes totally <laughs> totally like that <laughs> Like, cool, you're doing well, great. Okay, see you later. Like, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely it was definitely like that. Needless to say, like through it all, like, you know, like I, I said earlier how like a lot of people that I knew didn't really, you know, like hold space from for my brokenness, but but Sienna was virtually the only one who did, even before we were even close, mm-hmm. um, or even had like a, a deep friendship. Um, when she found out that my dad passed away. Like she literally laid on the couch in her her house and was in tears for like a couple hours. 
And like, we, we didn't even know each other, like, like barely, you know, she would, she would come up to me and ask me out of all of the people that I knew, like, she was the only person, the only person that ever asked me, like, how are you? Like, I had a dream about your dad, you know, like in a non-creepy way, Yeah, yeah. you know, like, but she would, she was, she just had this connection to me. Like we had this connection that was just like, so like supernatural, but not in the, you know, like in a, in, in a, not in a weird way, but it was just like this is a God thing, you know, kind of thing. And, and yet we still kind of fought against it. Like I definitely fought against it. You know, like I was, I was afraid to like feel because one, I had been engaged, heartbroken Two, I just lost one of the most pivotal relationships in my life. Just the idea of, you know, committing to someone, you know, like it just, it, it, it scared me, especially someone who like Sienna saw me, like she saw me you know a lot of people around me saw like Antoine the artist Antoine the singer you know Antoine the one who works in a coffee shop that's always bubbly and laughing and all these things but she saw me like she saw like when I would be around people and nobody knew that I was struggling she would see me and be like I know he's struggling like I know he's like sad you know like and it's just that was (laughs) that was so wild to me because I never experienced that before and so that caused me to be a little hesitant and afraid and and honestly I was like I was I was mean to her and I think that that uh rudeness came from you know from that place that I was in the brokenness but it was just I was afraid to to let anybody close that saw me that way and so um it caused me to like push her away a lot and and kind of hurt her a lot in in our friendship and in that season. So, yeah. So yeah. that is such a real fear, Antoine. That I just want to land on for just a second only because mm-hmm. I do think we fear, and I think men put this pressure on themselves a lot too. Like, mm-hmm. A, I'm afraid to, to really be with someone who truly sees me. Like that's kind of feels scary. I almost want them like, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but we also sometimes are like, Whoa, wait a second. I mean, it feels vulnerable, but then I also feel like there that men put I find men do it a lot and it it stops them from like going after something that could be great for them is that it's like, I I feel this pressure of like, I'm not sure where I'm at right now. How can I even bring you into this? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. and you know, one of the gifts of women, I find, I don't want to gender stereotype, but I find that women just like, for the most part, we love to nurture and care. Like we, we do. I mean, I feel like God uniquely wired us in different ways. And I think it's beautiful. Like a lot of women, not from a place of codependency, which is where we have to draw the line because, but you know, where it's like, we really have hearts of like, I, we have lots of feels over here, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I care so deeply about what you're going through. I see you. I want to be there for you. And, and so I do think though, that men in ways I see it, like put a lot of pressure on themselves to like, I have to have it all together. I might feel something right now, but, and it's, and whether it's, they went through grief or whether it's like, I don't know what's going on in my career. And I don't like, you know, I feel convicted that I'm not X, Y, Z things quite yet, you know, whatever it is, whether it's money wise, career wise, like emotional wise, they're like, I'm not there yet. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's crippling so many guys from recognizing that you're always going to be on the journey. So the important part is that you just stay on the journey and that you're taking active steps. Uh, the, the, the downfall of man, the ultimate sin, which we see in the garden of Eden is 
male's ultimate sin is passivity. And so as long as you are fighting against the tendency of passivity, because that is real and that does happen, and you are actively on the journey partnering with God, like you will never, you can release the fact that you have to be at some perfectly arrived spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you, any Man. thoughts on that? <laughs> Dude, that is a word what in the world. That yeah. is so true. Oh my gosh. You said the, the ultimate sin of man is passivity. That is, that is so, so true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I <laughs> honestly, I don't even know what to say to that. that no, was, I mean, it's true that we see it in the Garden of Eden, like Eve ate yeah. the apple and then Adam's like, what? I didn't, I didn't know. Yes, like, and it's like, yes. no, Adam could have interceded. He did not. So he, he did not. He, passively, he, saw, he, was passive. he saw a talking snake talking to his wife. Yeah, and, and he's like, intervene. I'm just going to stand here and blink. <laughs> Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. And we need to fight against that. Like, women have our own. We have control issues mostly. But anyway, again, sorry for the ladies as well. I love you. I'm speaking from my heart, too. I got lots of control issues. Uh, <laughs> we got to release that. Yeah, I just for the men, like, if you're if you're passive, that needs to yeah. be addressed. If you are actively pursuing God and are partnering with him on this journey, you just need to be perfectible. You don't need to be perfect. Just continuously be on the journey. And so, yeah. you know, I think that in as you final, like tell us the, the uh, like finalize the details with Sienna and how that ended up working out. I just want to say that because I think the picture of you guys and what happened to your relationship is like you had some you know, you had some hesitation. I mean, tell, please tell us the story of how you went over there to end it. And then what actually happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So throughout our friendship, you know, with the added, you know, pressure of people just being like, oh, you guys should get together. You guys should get together. And, you know, we would have all of these heart to hearts, you know, multiple like heart to hearts. And, you know, the next day we're, we're barely talking and, you know, throughout this whole time, you know, I said to her, you know, I don't see you that way. We're just friends. I just want to let you know kind of thing. And she would say that to me. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, absolutely. We're just friends. You know, needless to say, like, you know, I did have feelings for her and she did have feelings for me, but we just were so, so opposed to it. Yeah. So I said that multiple times and it kind of led up to this one final time, man. Like, I, I was just like, I was, I was so like, I was so afraid and I was just so like, like fighting against those emotions of, of wanting to like her because it wasn't, it wasn't like everything about her was everything I prayed for. So I think that that scared me because, you know, I always settled before I always, you know, would be like, oh, she ha kind of has what I pray, you know, like, or she kind of has what I pray, you know, she doesn't have what I pray for, but I'm lonely kind of thing, you know, but for for the first time with Sienna, like she was everything that I prayed for that that terrified me. And so I, I went up to her house for like one final, you know, I don't know how many times you have to say I don't like you. Right. Like, <laughs> but oh, I said it multiple gosh. times to try to fight these, these emotions. Again, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm so committed to when I'm when I'm trying to do something, even if it's to the detriment, I'm committed to it. So I was like committed to not liking her. Right? Like I was. Oh my goodness. To it. Uh, in my previous relationship, I was committed to like trying to make it work, and in this one, I was committed to not. You know, um, and so I went up to to Sienna's house, and I was just telling her the old, you know, Christianese. Like I was praying about it, and you know, like I just don't feel like we should be together. Like you're my sister in the Lord, and. <laughs> 
I just yes. want to let you know I don't like you like that or see you that way. <laughs> and I was doing all this stuff. And Sienna was just like, you know, she she just asked a simple question. She was like, what did God say that was a no? And I was just like, mm. <laughs> uh, actually, he didn't say anything. Yeah. You know, and so I was just like, oh my goodness. And I just felt this urge. Like, and she she was she saw she saw it in my face and she was like, What are you holding back? Like, I know that like you want to say something. And I was just like, honestly, I think about you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's not like, oh, like Sienna, but it's just like everything reminds me of you. Like it's not like butterflies, oh. but it is like. I'm like, every time I see anything that you like, it it just makes me think of you, like, you know, and I just can't stop thinking about you. And she was like, what? <laughs> like, she was like, what in the world? Like, you came up here to break up with me. Like, you end up telling me you like me or whatever. And so that led to us, like, confessing feelings for each other. We didn't go to the healthiest spot afterwards. We went to McDonald's. Um, <laughs> Because we, we were we were broke uh Bible college <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. people and so we went to you know McDonald's uh the dollar menu you know McDoubles and all that good stuff and <laughs> we sat in McDonald's for like six six hours and we talked and she told me where she was from her story I told her where I was from my story and we just talked and we I brought her home and we sat in the car and she was like, what does this mean? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to go pray. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to my room and I laid on on my face before the Lord and I prayed and I cried. And I was just like, all right, I am. I'm in love with this girl. You know, and so. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. This is that like was straight a up out of a movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. my gosh. And But I love this. Like, because you yeah. shared with me, too. Sienna has also been through things in her past. And mm-hmm. I think just the beauty that you guys could hold space for each other's past, for each other's brokenness, for each other's process, and work through that together. I mean, God isn't expecting, like, two perfectly healed human beings to come together and then glorify him. Like, yeah, actually, even yeah. so much of our journey of healing can happen even through relationships, truly. I know for me, I have major relationship baggage from the past. So when yeah. I am in a relationship, there's so much that that heals me from just the way somebody shows up and loves me and how I need to challenge myself against my old tendencies. And it that whole process is healing, you know, in ways. Not that we should use people, but when you are going through, when you've been through things, you have to accept yeah. that when you're with that person, there are parts of that that may come back up and you're accepting all of that person, you know? I'm just so in awe by your story and just yeah, how you guys came together and what may have seemed an inopportune time, but mm-hmm. that God worked out and you guys are together. Do you have any yeah. like final things you want to share about that? Yeah. I mean, like you said, um, you know, like obviously there's there's no no perfect, you know, human being. Like we are we are all fractured in some sense. And, you know, like Sienna came in, you know, with with her own hurt, you know, from previous relationships like abuse and mental abuse and and like dishonesty and all of those things. Right. And so she came into the relationship with that. I came in with 
heartbreak and dishonesty and you know the loss of my dad and we to the eyes of outsiders everybody was like oh my gosh you guys should not get together like you know um we had someone around us say like oh sienna you're too good for antoine like he's broken like don't don't date him you know kind Mm -hmm. of thing and you know so we had people like that kind of trying to to you know it was the same people who initially was like you guys should get together you know and oh, it's, it's so crazy oh, that's funny <laughs> you know Wait that's so crazy how it went full circle like that you know in the midst of that the lord used sienna to to begin the healing process in me and vice versa and you know like he's we're still being sanctified we're still being healed we're still you know being uh, renewed day by day because every every day every Every day we have in life, something is going to fracture us again. Yeah, like something yeah. is going to to hit us, whether it's anxiety, you know, whether it is uh, 2020 <laughs> obviously fractured a lot of us, uh, pretty much everyone, you know, right? And so there's always going to be that that healing process um, in our lives. And, and one of the main tools that the Lord uses is relationships in marriage, even if you're you're not married, even if you're single, like the Lord uses the the church, you know, and godly friendships and and healthy friendships to to heal us, to to shape us and to mold us. Yeah, yeah. That is so that. real. I think we so often want to isolate in our brokenness, but God created relationships overall as a gift to us. I mean, otherwise, you know, he didn't have to create Eve. We could just all be individual humans on our own islands worshiping God alone. But he was like, no, it's not good for the man to be alone. He created Eve. He does. He loves relationships. He blesses relationships. And we heal so much through relationships. That's so true. And like, what a beautiful thing that in our brokenness as we move forward, we can, we can be open. We can be honest. We can do the brave thing. It's so brave to be open about where you're really at and say, I'm still working on it. I'm committed to that. But like, I want you to know this. I want to partner together, you know, and how beautiful to have somebody say, I see that I don't judge you and I'm walking with you. I I want to, I'm up for it. Thank you for showing me all the things I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are, those are absolutely like if if you look at, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like out of the movies that we watch, we love redemption stories. We love seeing people love past the brokenness. Um, and I think the reason why we love that is because it's it's ingrained in our DNA, you know, because ultimately the Lord has done that with us. Like he is altogether lovely and beautiful and perfect. And yet he enters into our brokenness. He enters in to a relationship with us, knowing that we are, we will fail him a million times. Yes. And yet he still is committed to us. He loves us uh, mm-hmm. through it all. Um, yes. Yeah. Antoine, this is so great. I would love to just ask you our final question that I ask every person. And don't okay. feel pressure. It doesn't have to be crazy. <laughs> but of all the things today, just what you know and your experience, what is your final nugget of dating advice for the listeners? Wow. I would advise... Uh, you know, people to whenever they're they're pursuing someone to to seek counsel, to not pursue someone in a vacuum or isolated from your community. Yeah, I think it's healthy to have trusted voices in your life, whether they're older than you, but but someone you, who you can trust to, to speak in, to know the person that you're pursuing. I yeah. think that that person should be in community as well and, and doing the same things. I yes, don't think that we so should uh, try, yeah, to try to, to, to make makeshift relationships, um, you know, by ourselves. And yeah, just nuggets from this, this podcast, like 
understand that they are going to be broken. Like understand there are some things on your list that are non-negotiable, like loving Jesus, like Mm -hmm. being faithful to Jesus, being in community, loving other people, being nice, kind, like those things are non-negotiable, but there, there are other things that we sometimes put on our list that are not necessary, you know, and just being, just being willing to, to kind of, uh, compromise, but not in the negative sense, but to, to be, to be willing to be open to, to, to change your mind about some things, you know, and because that's what happened with, with, you know, me and my wife, you know, like I I had to, to compromise my fear and I had to, to compromise my negligence and my, my hesitance to be with her. Um, and the Lord made something beautiful out of it. You know, we got married and he's making something beautiful out of it. And so I, w- I would just advise, you know, people to to be in community, to um, to bathe any decision in prayer and to not over spiritualize it either. But to, you know, to be willing to to step out in faith and be like, Lord, like, if this is not of you, like, say no, but I'm, I'm going to, to press into this and use wisdom and community and go for it. Don't be. I fear that so many Christians are are so hesitant to even try to even, you know, date to even just go out there. You have to be willing, you know, to to take that step of faith and and trust in the Lord. Yes, um, and wrestle yeah. in the tension of the in between, right? Yeah. It's like just yeah. wrestle with that. Wrestle well, man, Antoine. I love that. I am so grateful for you today and your heart and willingness to share. And you really have such amazing music. If people want to connect with you or find out how to listen, where to listen, or what you got going on right now, how did they do that? So you can follow me um, on all social media at Antoine B Music. And all of my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon, yes. Google Play, all of the things. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just to kind of, you know, caveat, I have a, a EP out called Dear Struggling Christian, which kind of, <gasps> yes. you know, it, it fits well with this leaving space for brokenness. Um, oh, my gosh. Because- I love that. Yeah. My assistant sent that to me. I was like, um, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you. And so, yeah, if anyone's listening, um, if you want to kind of just hear hear music that kind of touches on a lot of what we've talked about um in this podcast like dear struggling christian is is definitely for you yes. but thank you thank you thank you so much for having me on this podcast Aww. i'm so honored thanks Antoine. i'm so thankful for you thank you so much for just your vulnerability your willingness to share and mm-hmm. bless you my friend we'll talk soon <laughs> yeah god bless you You guys, didn't I tell you, Antoine is just so likable and just really one heck of a lovely human being. I just love his radiant soul and I'm so grateful for all that he shared with us today on this really important topic. I feel like so many of us can relate to having brokenness in our lives and just wanting to be able to partner with somebody who accepts all of us for exactly who we are, even if we still are working through some things. Friends, I want to encourage you, go ahead and support Antoine on Spotify, Apple Music, and all social media platforms at Antoine B Music. He has stellar music. His voice is on fuego you're going to love it and don't forget to sign up for our men's challenge the get the girl challenge it is going to be a free challenge from october 19th to 23rd ladies send this to your guy friends as well you can go to getthegirlchallenge.com we will see you so soon for this event and i can't wait
This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.